Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smartest, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. And guys, today I want to start this episode with a question. Do we need another fitness, protein, energy bar? Really? Like, how many do we really need? You know, I'm always, like, almost every day reading these articles about uh, different food startups or news in a food sector, and there are thousands and thousands of new products, like another brand of yogurt, another brand of protein bar, another brand of fitness bar, another brand of all-natural meal replacement shake. Do we really need more of them? Like, really, we need to figure out how, on a global scale, on a large scale, uh, install better eating and lifestyle habits in all of us, how to make it easy and convenient, and how to build uh, a different culture around food. So it's not all about healthy snacks. Like, yeah, okay, it's great to have healthy snacks. I'm all for it, but not thousands of them. So it gets confusing. And it seems like all we need to do is just have healthy snacks and no meals required. But that's the uh, upside down concept. We first and foremost need to have healthy meals. You know, a lot of vegetables, uh, protein rich foods, like meat, like eggs, like fish, like shellfish, a lot, a lot of vegetables, a lot of vegetables, healthy well, whole fruit, uh, nuts and seeds, all these foods that uh, make our meals, our healthy meals, that are really simple, actually. There is nothing complicated about eating a lot of vegetables, um, some protein and nutrient-rich foods, you know, some fruits, some nuts and seeds here, there, um, some pulses and beans and more uh, a little bit more starchy foods uh, in the most whole form possible, right? Do we really need like thousands and thousands of products? It's not a way to better eating. It's like space rations. By the way, there's going to be an event, online event available worldwide in Intrepid Museum. It's like a space aviation museum and they... Um, do a lot of events, space-related, and there's going to be an event, food in space. And though people in space eat those, you know, dehydrated, that can be rehydrated foods, like not just bars, but also uh, dehydrated prawns, then you add water and they become good again and chewy, or meat or veggies, you know, Fresh fruit and veg, of course, is heavy. That's why they don't have a lot of it uh, on the space station. But anyhow, guys, are we like getting ready to go to Mars and uh, starting to regularly transition to rations instead of meals? Meals are amazing. Like a healthy, home-cooked, maybe not home-cooked, but cooked elsewhere of good quality, hot meal, fresh hot meal made from fresh ingredients. Like, this is the ultimate thing. This is it. This is the most delicious, enjoyable thing on the whole planet. Now, yeah, we can have snack here and there, and preferably it's going to be made from whole food ingredients and also healthy, but snacks are not food. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, recently uh, I was doing a live event, um, a part of this yoga healthy marathon, 
And I was doing a segment on healthy breakfast and healthy lunch. And during this event, a host, she asked me, um, what is the main reason why people should consider uh, breaking up with sugar? Like, what is the main reason why sugar is so bad for us? Why do you uh, want, why do you advise people to eat the least amount of sugar, added sugar possible? And I said, well, that might sound unusual or controversial or not something that you hear everywhere about the dangers of sugars. Uh, What I believe is the most dangerous thing about sugary stuff is that it changes our appetite and our eating habits. So hear me out. Remember that uh, instance, probably all of us had them. When you were hungry and there was a cookie or something similar in your fridge or maybe uh, in the office, and you reached out for that cookie, you ate that cookie, and then you didn't have any appetite for anything anymore. You didn't want necessarily to eat a whole meal that could be full of uh, nutrients, of vitamins and minerals, healthy proteins, fats, fiber. So you ate a cookie, and then you didn't have an appetite for more substantial meal-like foods, foods that we need to build healthy bodies and brains. You know, in Russia, there is a saying uh, that is often said to kids um, when they ask for sweets before lunch or dinner or breakfast. A parent would say, uh, "Don't we don't eat sweets before lunch or dinner because it can spoil your appetite. But that is actually true. Sugar hijacks our brain and we aren't hungry anymore for other foods. Like we just want more sugar. And that is the danger of sugar. It hijacks our brain, our eating habits, our eating behavior. And then we don't want to eat nutritious stuff anymore. Like in my life, over a decade of practice as a coach, as a health and nutrition coach, I never, not even one single time, met a person who would be equally obsessed about eating vegetables and about eating sweets. Like it's usually one or the other. You know why I eat a lot of vegetables and I eat a lot of healthy foods? Because at some point I said to myself, now here's how it's going to happen. If you're hungry, go and eat foods, real foods, uh, your protein-rich foods, your uh, fruit, your vegetables, whole real foods. And if you aren't hungry, don't eat anything. But don't be hungry and go for sweets. Because that, in my experience, would turn into eating more sweets, not eating more vegetables. Like It's not like I eat a cookie and then um, shortly afterwards, I'm hungry for vegetables. It just doesn't happen, guys. Like, Did it ever, like, have it ever happened in your life? Has it ever happened in your life? Like, you ate a cookie, and then a half an hour later, you were um, hungry for a lot of vegetables and protein-rich foods. Usually not. You just want another cookie. And that is the biggest problem with sugary stuff and why it's so dangerous for our society as a food group, especially for younger generation who haven't built any substantial habits around eating. They don't have their own food culture yet. They don't have their habits, their routines around food. For them, it's especially dangerous when there is so much sugar available. It happens to kids and teenagers too. 
they eat sweets and they aren't hungry anymore. And they are genuine about it. They just don't want to eat anything because they got sugar. The brain got satisfied. And now the brain just wants more sugar, more that pleasure hit. And that's the biggest danger of sugar, guys, and sugary stuff. It's not because it would necessarily uh, have some uh, toxins or would immediately break our metabolism. Uh, it's not that. It just it hijacks our brain right away. And we aren't hungry for foods full of vitamins, minerals, fiber, uh, proteins, fats that uh, are building our bodies and brains and our health and energy reserves. And that is the biggest problem with sugar. It changes our eating behavior and not for good. We just want more sugar. As simple as that. And that was my response to a question about why I think people should, as little as possible, possible added and uh, refined sugars. And refined sugars aren't just that white or brown sugar stuff. It's also, for example, juice. Like free juice, it's a refined sugar. It's just in a liquid form. When it comes to sugar, there is no difference between a Coke and a fruit juice. Like, yeah, if it's fresh, there are more vitamins and minerals, but so add vitamins and minerals to your Coke and that's going to be it. Uh, So when I say refined sugar, I mean it. I mean all of the refined sugars. If that sugar is not a part of a whole food, like whole fruit, then it's a refined sugar. The problem with sugar is not the sweet nature necessarily. It's the refinement of it, the delivery system, what makes it so addictable to you, our brain. Uh, we are addicted to very often to refined substances, not uh, to the nature of it necessarily. Like even if you take drugs, you know, take poppy seeds. Poppy seeds are delicious in like I don't know, in other foods, you can add it to your salads or foods while you cook, or you can mix it with other seeds and make, you know, delicious snack. But when you make poppy seeds in powder, you can apply it as a drug, and that is addictive. It's not that, you know, the plant itself is bad or addictive. It's just the way we refine it and use it that's addictive. And the same thing with sugar. Like, if the sugar is part of a healthy food, uh, for example, it's a part of a sugar beet, where, you know, most of the sugar is made out of it. So if you just eat sugar beets themselves with all the fiber and everything, there's nothing that would hijack your brain, really, because it's not refined. The delivery system is not that fast. It doesn't hijack our brain. And that makes it not addictive. So it's a delivery system that uh, is not good for us, not good for our brain and has this addictive capacity. So that's the problem with sugar and eating sugar, especially before your meals. Guys, are we like kids? Do we need to remind ourselves no sugar before meals? Like if you want to have a piece of dessert, have a substantial meal first. Like get full. And if you do feel like that dessert, then go for it. Uh, At least you already uh, finish your uh, vegetables and protein-rich foods and and get all the vitamins and minerals and fats and fats and proteins. And believe me, guys, you'll be so much less hungry for sugary stuff once you apply this simple rule. You know, veggies and protein first, like substantial meal first, and then you decide whether you want to have it or not. Like, believe me, you'll start eating much, much less sugar. That's what I notice across the board. No matter who I work with, we... St- we aren't working on removing sugar. We are working on eating more veggies, more protein, more vitamins, more minerals, adding more and more in 
And the bad stuff, sugary stuff, kind of goes away by itself. If you are consistent with that, you just aren't hungry anymore. And that's uh, that's one of the most powerful tools. You know, focus on adding in more stuff. Focus on not eating sugar between your meals or before your meals. Eat a good meal first, nutritious, a lot of vegetables, a lot of protein and healthy fats as a part of whole foods. And then if you still want your sugar, allow yourself to go for it, but never eat sugar between meals. So, And again, that's the problem with sugar. It hijacks our behavior and not all sugar, but the refined sugar. And again, refined sugar can be also a squeezed fruit juice or a squeezed carrot juice. It's also high, high in uh, natural sugars, refined sugars or honey or all of it. All well, honey is not refined, actually, because it naturally comes like that. Uh, but it's still highly concentrated sugar source with no fiber, no water, nothing slowing down the absorption of it. Uh, so that's about sugar. And then the second thing I wanted to talk to you about, to share with you, actually... I'm planning a move to London. I've never been to London, but there are work opportunities. And right now I'm in Russia and I have my ticket. I had my ticket for tomorrow, actually, but I got called feed, all nervous, and some things with accommodation and work weren't exactly aligning. So I changed my ticket for the next Friday, the October the 16th. And... Uh, the reason why I wanted to share with you that was because these days I'm kind of like nervous, stressed, you know, I'm not myself. It's hard for me to focus. And the only thing that keeps me grounded and keeps me moving forward, solving problems one at a time or issues or looking at all of it with... um with more, I guess, sense or wisdom, not rushing into things with, you know, hot hat and just making any decisions or avoiding decisions altogether because it just seems so complicated. What keeps me grounded, focused, solving the issue issues one at a time, and believe me, I have many, like new work, accommodation, papers, all that stuff, and moving, and God knows what can go wrong. I'm not rich, you know, I don't have millions of pounds to waste on my move. So it all adds pressure. Plus my work, my clients, I have this course that I'm shooting. And it's all like, you know, when <laughs> when do I find the time to do all of that and uh, make it go smoother, right? So I have a lot on my mind. But the only thing that keeps me grounded and keeps me working through it, making good decisions one at a time is my routine. I focus on sleeping well seven, eight, sometimes eight and a half hours when I'm in that uh, nervous state. I often sleep more. That is understandable uh, because sleep is where our body uh, deals with stress and usually the most stressed we are physically or mentally, the most sleep we need. Um, so I focus on sleep, same schedule, you know, 9 p.m. I'm in bed and by like 5, 5.30 I'm out of bed. Uh, I focus on my on my fasting because that always brings structure into my days. So 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. these days, I uh, I'm having my eating window, and I usually have one smaller meal at the beginning of my eating window to kind of prepare my digestive system for the food ahead, and then I have a bigger meal with a lot of vegetables, a lot of protein. Um, 
you know, all the good stuff. And there is no space for junk, believe it or not. <laughs> After I finish my big meal, I'm like, there is no space left in me. So that's why also I never feel like I need sugar. Anyhow, so this is part of my routine. Then I have my meals that uh, that have really fixed structure, I guess. You know, my vegetables is most of my plate, green and colorful. And then I rotate my proteins. I do rotate my vegetables too. They are different every day. So I eat either liver, chicken liver or shellfish or fatty fish or... Um, uh, I might add, uh, add red meat or I go vegan and eat my beans and pulses. So I have a structure that I practice for many months now. And I follow it. And also I exercise for an hour every single day. I walk in the morning. I walk at night. Uh, I might sometimes walk in the middle of the day also. But uh, in the morning, after I wake up, do my meditation and journaling. I go for a walk, sometimes at 20 minutes, sometimes 30, sometimes an hour. Depends, you know, um, on how I feel on the weather. Uh, I have my my evening walk again. It doesn't have to be long. Sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes it's 45 minutes. But this... And this is basically my routine. And the rest is work, my clients, shooting courses, making videos, organizing my move. But what keeps me grounded among all these chaotic um, and many things that uh, I got to do and think of, what keeps me grounded is my routine. Every day, at the same time, I go to bed. Every day, at the same time, I go for my walks. Every day, at the same time, I do my exercise. Every day, at the same time, I have similar kinds of routines. So I don't make any decisions there. And then also on top of that, I don't think about what I wear exactly. I don't, you know, add any other decisions. Should I like buy this or this? No, I just keep it simple. It also helps to save money. (laughs) But... (laughs) Uh, guys, this routine, it keeps me grounded and calm and maybe not exactly as peaceful as I usually am, but uh, I'm pretty calm most of the day amongst all these things that are happening. And uh, it's kind of surprising even for myself. But I realized that this routine is that is that thing that keeps me grounded and going flying all over the place with my actions and and my thoughts and my emotions. That really makes a huge difference, this routine. You know, I wake up, uh, I do a little bit of exercise to kind of wake myself up. I do meditation, I do journaling, I go for my walks and then I start working. Then somewhere in the middle of the day, I have my workout uh, and my meals I have right after that. Uh, and I also, you know, keep working, keep shooting videos. And um, after that, at the end of the day, when the work and everything is done, I go for my walks and I say some words of gratitude, what I'm grateful for in the day that passed. I might journal again if I feel like there is something I need to write down and process. And then I meditate and I go to bed. And that you know, these things I can do every day. There is nothing that can affect them or change them. They're in my control. And it just feels so amazing, you know, that this part of my life, it's so routine and fixed. And in those things that I do, like my workouts or my meditation, I can progress, I can get better. And then I can 
address or accomplish anything that comes my way this day. And just one step at a time, one day at a time, I can handle anything. That is very calming and peaceful. And that's what helps me to be moving forward. Plus, you know, this pandemic, I'm not even talking about that. Uh, it affects all of us, you know, all of our plans. And my plans were changed quite a few times uh, during uh, these past seven months when it all kind of started full, uh, the full-blown pandemic, right? And what I want you to do to figure out your routine. Like, what do you do? Take care of your morning, your evening before bed. Take care of your sleep time. That will really put everything together and in place and add more peace once you start sleeping on the same time. Uh, also, I do recommend to, hum, to have some um, short routine in the middle of the day. Maybe just sit down, get grounded, take a few deep breaths, and figure out what's important to accomplish um, during the rest of your day. Uh, understand that you have it in you to handle it all. Maybe not perfectly. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. You know, and especially if you're doing something for the first time, it's okay to be nervous. You've never done it before. Like you don't know how to do it. So it's okay to kind of not be perfect, but you can still do something. You can still move forward. You can still, uh, make, take the next step and move forward one step at a time and you'll get better again, even though probably not perfectly, especially if you're trying something for the first time. But routine is important. You know, those uh, times when you wake up, uh, when you walk, when you exercise, when you eat your meals, uh, these things you can control and they can add quality and peace and more achievement into your life. And just, again, this calmness and peace of mind, uh, it all matters. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's uh, probably the best tool to manage any anxiety or worries uh, or uh, to manage uncomfortable situations, having a routine. So please do work on creating yours. And again, usually most people in their routine have um, sleep schedule taken care of, meal schedule and what you eat for your meals, um, some sort of movement and exercise practice, walking helps a lot, uh, meditation, journaling, gratitude. Uh, some of the things I uh, see in more and more people who achieve something, who thrive, strive for achieving something more and bigger than themselves. So, and something for you to consider if you want to have this grounding routine, grounding experience that will allow you to deal with anything that comes your way. So, those are the two things that I wanted to talk to you about, sugar and routine. <laughs> Let me know what you think. Uh, maybe, you know, your thoughts about sugar or your routine at this moment, or maybe you don't have a routine and you now understand that you kind of need that, need your routine to handle life. So feel free to reach out and I'll give you my best advice on what uh, you can start with. You know, it doesn't have to be like perfect from the first go. It doesn't have to be, you know, meditation and journaling and movement and everything, everything from the first day. No, you can add you know, one thing at a time. Five minutes of meditation for a week, then maybe 10 minutes of walking every morning and every night. You know, something small, but uh, consistent. 
That's all for today, guys. I'll shut up now. I'll share this episode with one another person who you believe might benefit from it and might love it. So share this episode. Uh, comment on this podcast uh, anywhere where you download it, rate it, put some stars and hearts, whatever that there is. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And guys, um, stay tuned. Until next time, eat better daily.